Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Jason McIntyre coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's a tough one, folks. It's a tough morning out there. America's in a bad place right now. A lot of people are angry. A lot of people are ticked off. I was thinking about the show last night, and I had to text Gavin, the producer, and say, can I say pissed off? And he's, you know, clarified, yes, that I can say that. I mean, because people are pissed off right now. I mean, usually, this is what, late May, we would start the show with, oh! Look at that beautiful sunny day in Los Angeles. We'd be talking about the conference championships in the NBA. I think the Bucks will be struggling with the Celtics right now. I do. Brad Stevens was having something cooked up for Giannis. Um, we'd have Clippers, Lakers in the West. Obviously, just an awesome series. That's all L.A. would be talking about. Not protesters and rioting in L.A. I'm sure you've seen the videos. Overnight, it ain't pretty. But we got no sports to talk about. 
There's nothing. Thursday, the NBA is going to vote. Adam Silver, you want to be a leader? I mean, we know this country has no damn leadership right now. Adam Silver, you want to be leader? How about pushing up that start date? July 29th? Two more months? I mean, Adam Silver, come on. We got to make this happen earlier, man. Help us out. Baseball's screwing it up. Yeah, I'm a little angry this morning. It's just depressing. No such luck. No sports to talk about. And and really, I left the show wide open today because I don't know how much I want to vent about this stuff. And a lot of it, I don't think Gavin's ready for what with some of the stuff I got to say. I'm really upset. It's just depressing. People are angry, and I think they got a right to be. Think about it. You've been cooped up for over two months with COVID-19. Everybody's forgot about COVID-19. You know, with what went down in Minneapolis this week. Police officer killing a man because he tried to pass off a $20 counterfeit bill. And people are angry. People around the country are really pissed off. I think they got a right to be. I mean, COVID-19 started it. Then everybody loses their jobs. 40 million people unemployed. Nothing to do. They lose their jobs or they've been furloughed and everybody's out there just like, dang, I got to rely on the government for checks. And, and, And at the end of the day, we don't have any sports to lean on. It's just a minor escape. Just to get away for a couple hours and watch LeBron toy with the Denver Nuggets or, or the LA Clippers, and all of us talk about Jordan versus LeBron because that's that's fun. It ain't fun to watch people burning cars, people attacking police officers. That's not fun. It's depressing. But people are fed up. People are very angry out there, and I understand this this rage. I mean, Atlanta, did you guys see what happened to the College Football Hall of Fame? I I don't know what you steal out of that. What are you going to do with somebody's Heisman Trophy from the 40 years? I don't know. I don't see what the point of that is. I don't see where you're going with that. I've never been one to get in a protest. And, and it's funny, I was thinking back. I'm like, there's have to have been times where I got involved in some protest on some level. And sadly, the only one I can think of is... In the college I went to, the first weekend of school, there would be a block party every year. And it started to grow to the point where the police were in full force by like 9 o'clock. And everybody was angry because we wanted to drink beer and chase girls and hook up. And people were, no, they weren't really protesting or rioting. It was just like young people angry that they couldn't just do whatever they wanted. And there was like a little uh, little beef. I think, of, uh, I think people... Um, lit a dumpster on fire out of anger that they couldn't drink beer and and do keg stands. And, and it was a different kind of angry. Almost pathetic looking back. And you guys know I like to stick to sports, but, I mean, we'll, we'll, listen, we're going to get to Major League Baseball, and I'll vent about those buffoons and those greedy owners. And, and yeah, we'll talk about the NBA and is the NBA trying to help LeBron get a title, which is a little silly in the asterisk crowd. Uh, we'll get to that, but people are fed up. And, and it's not helping when the quote-unquote leader of this country 
is just adding logs to the fire with all these dumb, idiotic tweets. It's just, it's very frustrating. I, I t- I'm telling you, I understand why people are angry. And, and I probably shouldn't reveal this at the outset of the show. But I asked you guys a few weeks ago if you had considered going out and getting any protection because of where things were headed. Now, I know people want to give me credit, and I don't want the credit for being early on this COVID and being safe and masks and gloves and no handshakes. Well, I'm telling you, I talked, and I don't know if Chris remembers it or Gavin, but a few weeks ago I said, are you guys thinking about getting any protection? Things could get ugly. Well, it just so happened, the piece I ordered came in, and yesterday I went to pick it up. And I got a safe for it, and it's going to be safe, but I'm telling you, I, I don't think this is just a blip, folks. America's in a bad place. People are angry. They don't have much. Jobs, those aren't coming back. And this, I, I'm not wishing that this happens. I just want to be protected in case some, some stuff goes down. And uh, guys, I'm just saying out there, you got to be safe. You got to be smart. Do your best to avoid getting dragged into, into this nonsense where next thing you know, you're in a mall And, oh, yeah, there's a Gucci store. Let me smash a window so I can grab a purse and sell it on the street. Like, you know, I I don't believe in any of that. And last night I put the kids to bed. My third grader wanders into my room and sees me watching Fox and CNN. And, you know, listen, I like to think I've got all the answers for sports. I do the research. I do my homework. I'm well prepared. I can debate anybody on NBA, NFL. I'll do it all day, every day of the week. It's fun. I don't know how to talk to a third grader, much less a first grader, about what's happening in this country right now. But maybe for better or for worse, I I had told the kids what went down in Minnesota. This guy tried to pass off a counterfeit bill. The police showed up and basically killed him. That's what happened. The video, I'm not showing them the video. That's too rough. But my son comes in and we start talking about it and... You know, I said, people are angry. People are fed up. And it was weird because Fox News is showing what's going on outside the White House. It's like 200 people angry, knocking down a barricade. Secret Service is there to squelch anything. But the camera's showing the protesters, and it's a bunch of white guys. And my son goes, well, I thought the black guys would be more angry. And I'm like, everybody's angry. It doesn't matter what race you are. People are fed up with the leadership in this country. They're ticked off that the cops are killing people. What went down in Georgia? Okay, a couple months back, that's horrific. I mean, Will Smith had a had a quote out there that, you know, it's not that people are noticing, ra- I'm, I'm butchering the quote, it's not that people are noticing racism, but racism is being filmed now. And it just looks really bad. It's awful that anybody's got to put up with that stuff. Now, obviously, listen, you guys know my brother and I, Obviously, we're minorities. Parents were not born in this country, came here in the 50s, 60s, 70s. But yeah, we dealt with some minor racism back in the day. But thank goodness, nothing like anything you're seeing out there now. And it, I don't know how to explain that to a kid who's nine years old. And he says, he looks at, the, and then, you know, CNN showing Minnesota, and there's a couple people holding up signs. And the camera quickly shows them. But then it goes back to the burning cars and people throwing tear gas and fireworks. And I said, I I just don't believe in burning down the town you live in. It just doesn't make sense to me. 
well, Dad, look, they're, they're showing that because it's powerful, and I think that's the right thing to do. And I say, well, yeah, but what are you accomplishing? And he's like, well, the guys holding the signs, they're not really showing that. They just show that for a second. They're showing the violence. That's powerful. People are going to, somebody's going to stop and react. I was like, I don't know. Unfortunately, I just don't know if, if that's doing anything. And listen, I'm out of my element here talking to young kids uh, about stuff that I didn't totally have to deal with. I don't know where to go there. I, I have no idea. Homework? Yeah, I got it. You want to talk about girls, about friends, sports? Let's do it. I can. I think I can handle that. Not going to be perfect. I'm going to make some mistakes. But this stuff? I don't know. And and it's not just a handful of places. Someone said it was 21 cities? 21? It sure would have been nice to have some baseball last night, huh? Bryce Harper going yard, maybe a walk-off home run, something celebratory that, that's positive. Speaking of Bryce Harper, yes, we're going to get to his contract stuff and what Major League Baseball wants to do with it. I, 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 that's ugly, too. There's like no good news. I I do want to end this segment on something of a, I don't even know if it's a positive note. So you guys saw Steven Jackson, former NBA player. He was close with um, Floyd, George Floyd, the guy who was killed in Minnesota. So Steven Jackson went to Minnesota. He's speaking about it. They went, they like grew up together. Um, And I just, I had a Steven Jackson story that I thought I'd toss out there. So, if you guys know who he is, he played with the Warriors, he played with the Pacers, the Spurs, lots of teams. But for whatever reason, the Steven Jackson memory I have, he was with the Pacers in 2006, and he went to a strip club with Jamal Tinsley and a couple other guys. So they get into some beef with dudes in the strip club, and they leave, and the other group of guys follows them out to the parking lot. So... um. Next thing you know, words are exchanged, a fight starts, and Stephen A. Jackson pulls out a gun and shoots it in the air. Like, hey, back up off. Don't try to jump us. We got, we're packing heat. Shoots bullets in the air. And these guys get in their cars, and one of them hits Stephen Jackson with his car, and he flips on the hood, and he, he knocked, some of his teeth are knocked out, whatever. And that story w- happened the same year I started the website. And that story, I remember it because it did a ton of traffic. NBA players, strip club, gum, guns. Um, like, it's a crazy story. And one day at FS1 a couple years ago, I walk into the dressing room and Steven Jackson's in the room. And I'm like, oh, you know, I try to play cool. Oh, what's up, man? How are you? And, you know, guys, I grew up in uh, the suburbs outside D.C., okay? Nobody I went to school with had a neck tattoo. Nobody in college. That stuff I, I just didn't see growing up. And Steven Jackson's got this neck tattoo. He's a big dude, 6'8". And I can't stop thinking about the strip clubs. I'm like, man, this guy's seen some stuff. And I was a little intimidated. I keep it real with you guys, okay? You know, like on the basketball court, not intimidated. In a dressing room, this big dude just one-on-one. I'm like, oh, man. And Steven Jackson could not have been a nicer guy. One of the nicest athletes I've come across. You could tell a lot about a person whether if they ask you questions about you or it's just all about them. And he's asking questions about me. Me, little old, who am I? Steven Jackson's been through wars in the NBA. He was in Malice at the Palace. And he just starts talking and we become friendly. 
Stevie Jackson's the nicest dude, telling me stories. Oh, this guy texted him, and he's tight with a lot of players, and he's hearing this. I'm learning stuff from Stevie Jackson every day. So it turns out he's turning 40. This is, I think, 2018. And he's talking about his birthday party. He's like, yeah, you should come, man. It's going to be fun. Oh, there's going to be this guy's going to be there, that guy. I'm like, I'm in. Steven Jackson invited me to his birthday. Yes, this is cool. And, of course, then he tells me, yeah, it's in Atlanta this weekend. He's just hopping on a private jet, flying out, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, I can't do that, uh, Steven Jackson, but thank you for the invite. You know, I've, I've got to coach my, my son's soccer game or whatever it was. And I, I felt like a connection to the guy. And I'm telling you, he is a super nice guy who's seen a lot of stuff in his life. And to see him out there really torn up about what happened to his friend got me super depressed. It made me sad. And I just want to give a shout-out to Steven Jackson. He's, he's saying some great things. He's doing some good things um, in the face of really ugly adversity. And um, there's my Steven Jackson story. So coming up next, we will actually talk sports. Um, baseball, it ain't looking good. Basketball, we got to speed it up. Um, we'll talk about all that and more next here on Fox Sports Radio. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. So, guys, I played tennis yesterday. Safety level, I mean, it seemed fine. But, Gavin and Chris, I'll ask you this. Um, 
there's a uh, not an underground, but these guys are starting a pickup basketball game. They say it's going to be safe. Well, I don't know what that means. Temperature checks, uh, mass, whatever. What is your level of safety in a pickup basketball game? You think it's risky for the COVID? Yeah, I mean, if if no one's been tested and you don't know, then you have to be um, aware of the risk and, and okay with that risk. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like there's this, there's too much physical contact. There's too much sweat being kind of shared around. Everybody like, touching yeah. the basketball. There's there's so many different ways of transmission. Unless you're sh- unless you're sure, you're not sure. Well, of course, um, you know, I told the wife, "Hey, I'm playing," and she got a little bit upset. <laughs> um, and then she's like, why don't you just hit up our friend who's an ER doctor? And I hit up two of them. <laughs> oh, for 2 for me. Uh, so I committed <laughs> to the game that's going to be this weekend, but I, I probably will have to back out. It hurts to back out because I need, I want to play. Boy, the tennis sweat yesterday was awesome. It's good you, you just get a competition. workout. Yeah. yeah. The- I lost in tennis too, but I don't care. <laughs> it was great to run around. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score. And checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Um, I don't I, I guess we you know we have a guest coming up in about five minutes to talk baseball. So what let me just quickly talk NBA. Uh it sounds like they're down to four options. Um, number one would be just the 16 teams straight to the playoffs, which means no Zion Williamson. Uh, they could do 20 teams with a group stage play deal. Uh, it's World Cup-ish. They could go 22 teams um, where they would have the play-in of four teams that would include Zion. And then they could go 30 teams. Everybody plays like seven or eight games, and then you go to the playoffs. I'm just going to say there's no chance they do 30 teams because not everybody wants to come back. And it's tougher to keep... 30 teams safe versus 20 or 16. I, I I tried to shoot down the asterisk crowd last week. I thought I did a really good job just dismembering their silly arguments. I'm going to say this. This whole World Cup stage feels a little gimmicky. Even if they implement it going forward, it just doesn't feel necessary here. It's too much of a jolt to the system. And... Given the bubble and COVID and and no fans, it feels like people are going to look back on this one a little differently. Now, regardless, they're going to look back on this differently. But I see it the opposite of asterisk worthy, meaning it doesn't matter. It shouldn't count. It wasn't a normal season. So the Miami Heat in 2012, there was a strike. They only played 66 games that season. Nobody talks about it. It was the year the Heat beat the Thunder. 2000, the only reason people talk about that is because that was the year Michael Jordan retired in 98. I'm sorry, it wasn't 2000, it was 99. There was a strike and Jordan retired. He could have come back for a shortened season, but didn't. And the Spurs, I think, took down the Knicks that year. I don't have it in front of me. But nobody really talks about these. History will be kind to this postseason. History always remembers, like, okay, hey, time, it's been five years, ten years, whatever. We don't care as much as the people in the moment do. We just don't. 
when you're looking back historically, this season's going to count just as any others. Now, it is going to be remember more than any other finals probably ever. Probably ever. That's why, and again, feel free to disagree, if LeBron's able to bring it home this year, I think this is the most memorable title in NBA history. And yeah, I think it vaults him above Michael Jordan. I don't play the count rings game. You can't do that. If you want to do it, Bill Russell, you're the GOAT. Thank you. Good night. Um, I, I just think it's this is going to be extremely memorable. No home court advantage. No fans. And I, I can't, I, I really can't care at all about this idea that music is going to be or fake audience noise or whatever is going to be piped into the stadium to make it feel real. I think that's gimmicky and shticky. Who cares? Anybody who's ever played basketball loves the sound of squeak, squeaking sneakers, uh, teammates barking out instructions. I love hearing that stuff. You can probably hear the plays called out from the sideline. That's awesome. And yes, there is a, a, a feeling when somebody hits a big shot at home and the crowd goes bonkers and maybe you get goosebumps. I get that, and that's not going to be here. I think we'll survive, folks. The mere fact that we're going to have sports is a massive, massive win. That's really all we need. Even if college football is only able to have 5,000 this fall. By the way, did you see how quickly college football has turned? Literally three weeks ago, we might not have college uh, at all. We can't have college football. And now it's like, okay, everybody's reporting in like July. Like people need to get back to sports. People need to get back to work. I, I firmly believe if some of these jobs don't come back and the government checks run out of what, the end of July, we're going to see some more uprisings. It's going to be hot in early August. People are unemployed. The government checks have run out. You can see it kind of getting ugly, and hopefully we'll have basketball and baseball to at least take our minds off the hell that is this country right now. With some sports, it's a huge diversion and we need it. So coming up next year, we're going to talk to a regular guest on the show, John Paul Morosi. Talk about Major League Baseball. Now, this one's going to be a difficult conversation to stomach because the way the owners are kind of structuring this, it, it doesn't look good and it's exactly what the banks did in 2018. I'm sorry, 2008. If you guys remember... They needed a bailout because they were losing money. Well, the owners are losing money, and they need a bailout too. But guess what? They're asking for it from the players. And not any player. The richest players. The guys who make the most money, who happen to be the most high profile. They're painting them as greedy. This is starting to get really bad. I wish I had good news, folks. But, yeah, here we are. So we'll talk baseball next. But first... Here's Isaac Lowenkron with what's trending in sports. Morning, Jason. Got an actual live sports highlight for you coming up. But first, some candid words from the agent of a prominent NFL player this morning. Today, the agent for 49ers tight end George Kittle said that he's looking for even more than a deal that would make Kittle the highest paid tight end in the NFL. Jack Becta told NFL Network this morning, and I quote, I don't care about the tight end market. I'm being paid to do a George Kittle deal, unquote. 
Kittle will make $735,000 this season in the final year of his rookie contract. NFL media reports that Packers offensive lineman Lane Taylor's agreed to rework the last year of his contract that frees up about $3 million in cap space for Green Bay. And in pro soccer, we've got four Bundesliga matches going on as we speak in Germany, including on FS1, where Bremen has a 1-0 halftime lead over Schalke, thanks to Leonardo Bittencourt. Toddy Ball outnumbered. And he loses the ball. It's a three-on-two situation for Bremen now. They need to find a shooting opportunity. They find one. And an absolute corker from Leonardo Bittencourt opens the scoring for Bremen. Absolute corker. Impressive shot. Jason, all yours. <laughs> Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. It's me, Jason McIntyre. I've now finished my coffee, so I will be a little more chipper. Uh, I'm coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Our next guest, uh, he's plugged in on the latest with baseball. And um, we're hoping he has some good news to deliver us this morning. Let's welcome in John Paul Morosi, Fox MLB reporter. John, how are you doing this morning? Jason, doing well, my friend. Great to be with you on the show once again. And my, my favorite note, by the way, on Leonardo Bittencourt, he stands five foot seven. So the, there, there is hope for me still to have a, a good soccer <laughs> career, given that I am the same stature. <laughs> All right, so JP, tell me, tell me that we have some positive news to report on baseball because things got kind of ugly. I would say Thursday, Friday, um, on the on the uh, discussion front about how to start back or when to start back. Yes, I, I'm still optimistic, Jason, and and I think that the next week or so will be really important. Uh, I think in an ideal world we would see an agreement by the early part of the week, maybe oh. June 1, June 2. That might be a little optimistic given where things stand right now, but I still believe that both sides will take a step back and realize the importance of, of playing this year, if it is safe to do so, of course. Uh, and it appears that based on the decisions of the NHL and, and perhaps the NBA as well, that leagues are generally moving in that direction. And so having probably to some degree satisfied some of the public health questions, it's now a question of economics. And while it appears that the two sides are, are far apart in, in some ways on the economics, at least they're talking about the same general principle, which is the player's salaries, that they're not uh, discussing the possibility of a, a straight revenue share or any kind of salary cap right now. It is simply about how much of a percentage are the players going to get of what they originally signed for in quote-unquote normal times, and I think that there is enough of a way to meet somewhere halfway on that continuum uh, to get the game going here in 2020. Now, it, it's, I know you sound optimistic, but what the owners seem to be doing is targeting the richest players, the guys who make the most money. 11 guys, I counted, made $28 million or more last year. They're the ones who will take the biggest hit. Bryce Harper's salary would go from something like $27 million to $6.5 million. And I wonder, are the owners trying to divide the players? They want the the cheapest guys, the lowest paid players, making five hundred thousand a million. I know America, that sounds uh, wrong to say lowest paid, but they're on the lowest paid end of the structure. Uh, are they trying to pit them against 
the highest paid players and maybe cause some infighting among the players? Uh, it's a very interesting point, Jason, and I think that it's, it's a very astute way of looking at it when you consider uh, the way that it was graduated in terms of the, the reductions per salary tier. It does appear that for the, the, the players earning under a million dollars uh, of their the, the sticker price, let's say, what they were going to get uh, when the season began, um, they are making a lot closer to what their full salary would be than the highest earners. And I, I think that you're right in that MLB is probably hoping that given that a, a very large percentage, I believe uh, Jesse Rogers had this note uh, at ESPN recently about it's, I think 65% of players make a million or less right now. Uh, and so while, yes, to your point, there are certainly those, the, the, the large salaries that, that we always talk about, the Garrett Coles and, and Harper, mm-hmm. uh, Machado, those, those types of contracts, those are the, uh, a small minority of players who are signing contracts of that magnitude, and, and much more of the, the, the playing group is, is in that million-dollar and below range. And so I, I do think MLB is optimistic that, that that majority of players will collectively form a block and, and tell the, the senior leadership of the union, hey, we want to play, we in many ways are more financially vulnerable than those that have already been earning $25 million a year for the last three years, let's say, just to use a round number, and, and that that may eventually bring the union around to accepting the deal. The, the issue is that a lot of the senior union player leadership, if you will, like Max Scherzer, who we saw come out with a statement this week, Max, of course, yeah. a Scott Boris client. We know that Scott Boris made the statement this week via email, and, and that was reported by the AP. So uh, the, the senior leaders of the union tend to be the higher earners, the veteran players, mm-hmm. and so it really doesn't appear so far, Jason, that that approach has yielded much, if any, success. Now, John Paul, if you look back to what happened in 94, uh, there was a strike. They canceled the postseason. Um, really, really bad job by Bud Selig there. And the ramifications from that were pretty massive. Uh, baseball had dominated America as America's pastime for basically the entire century. For whatever reason, a confluence of events, you know, the explosion of cable television, the Dallas Cowboys dynasty, everything lined up. And baseball really lost its place because of the cancel postseason. Do you they for- did. And, and that was a, I think, in many ways, a, a seminal moment, Jason, for a lot of uh, a lot of maybe younger fans. I know I was twelve when that happened yeah. uh, with the strike, and and it was a it was a tough summer because, as you recall, Griffey was chasing sixty, Tony Gwynn was chasing four hundred. Mm-hmm. There were so many phenomenal storylines developing the Expos, and then it all stopped. Yeah. And uh, I, of course, came back eventually, and, and and the game has been a big part of my life. But I know that a lot of people my age. That hasn't been true for. And in baseball, I, I think in, in some areas, and you've seen some great success most recently in our nation's capital with, with the Nationals winning the World mm-hmm. Series this past year, but if you, if you go away again, and if there's a, a sense of, uh, of, of real, real frustration on the part of fans uh, for economic reasons, especially now, it, it becomes almost a double whammy that not only is it now the people who are of age to be parents who 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 experienced this when they were 12 it might now be their kids who are going through this a similar situation at that very same age and i i think that that could really hurt the game a lot going forward i i, I make this point and, and this really is this is the responsibility of 
of both parties here, of both MLB and the union, to find a way to, to, to form the sport as a better part of the cultural fabric. This is just one data point, Jason, that I'll share with you that I think is, is instructive for us to think about. Mookie Betts, who is a former MVP and plays for the Los Angeles Dodgers, mm-hmm. has about 217,000 followers on Twitter, I believe. Okay, that's about. It's, I think it's a rough number that I, that I looked up recently. So Mookie Betts has fewer followers than me. That should not be the case. Okay, with, with, with all due respect to my profession and how how hard I work in, in baseball, there is no universe in which a former MVP who plays uh, a marquee position for the Los Angeles Dodgers should have fewer Twitter followers than, than me, okay? And that, and that has to be something that's rectified in the future, where, where Mookie Betts uh, needs to be a, a, a star on the level of the best NBA players that we've got. There are many reasons for this, but Mookie is a phenomenal person. He has done incredible work in the communities where he has played, and, and we need to celebrate him more uh, and realize what a great player we've got. And, and and as I say, that that number, for whatever reasons go up to it, that has to be addressed. Uh, all right, John Paul Morosi, Fox uh, MLB reporter. Last question. Let me get you out of here with this one. So we know the owners aren't going to open their books and show everything they've got. But if Bryce Harper were to almost meet them halfway and say, you know what, instead of the 20%, you know, give us 30% and f- it's a done deal. Fine, we'll do it. Do you think that's the kind of positive gesture that the fans would see? Because, unfortunately, the owners are largely anonymous billionaires, okay? The players are out there in commercials. You see them everywhere, baseball cards. They're the ones who have more to lose here, do they not? Well, you're right. And I I think, Jason, to your point, it's an excellent point, that the players on a lot of levels, they are, to your point, much more well-known to the American sports fan than owners are or, or any executive. And if they're able to show uh, that, that graciousness that you're, that you're uh, uh, describing and, and selflessness and say, listen, we'll, let's find a way to compromise. Let's, let's be equal to the moment where clearly our country in a very difficult time in so many different facets of our society needs some light. We need some togetherness. And baseball, because it's played every day, because it has that history of the national pastime, you think about all the, the, the great things baseball's done over time, Jackie Robinson uh, breaking the color barrier, so many moments in our society where baseball has lived up and even exceeded the moment, we need that right now. And, and I really believe, Jason, to your point, that you think about what a, a tough moment it was for baseball a quarter century ago in 1994, that we can write a much different ending right now if we find a way to come together and, and, and reach a, a really positive agreement. Baseball can be looked upon years from now for people uh, who are your age and my age, uh, and, and we can look at it and say, you know what, And as we tell our kids, this is going to be a, a, a positive way to describe how, how this country came together at this time, and baseball was part of the solution. The, the positive effect of this on the people who are playing the game and running the game will be incredible for a generation to come. And the same, unfortunately, would be true in the, in the opposite direction. I really believe, Jason, that the players know this and the owners know this, and that's a sense of my optimism comes from that. Uh, but you're exactly right, that, that there has to be, I think, a little, bit of, a little bit of humility and grace shown by everybody involved. And if we can do that, then I think baseball's got a real chance to be part of the healing for our country in, in the months to come. All right, go follow John Paul Morosi on Twitter, at John Morosi. Give him more followers than 
then uh, let's get him above but, but Garrett Cole. follow Mookie, too, okay? <laughs> follow Mookie best. Mookie needs more followers, too, because yeah, yeah. he's a great person and a great ball player as well. All right, John. Hey, take it easy. Stay safe out there, man. My, my pleasure, Jason. Love the conversation. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, good stuff. John Paul Morosi. He's plugged in, and, and he's right about a lot of stuff there. It, listen, I'm not asking the millionaires to roll over and concede to the billionaires. No, I'm not asking that. Um, I'm asking for some sanity to take over and be like, you know what? The players, yeah, you've got a little more to lose here. You do. And the owners have to realize they also have a lot to lose long term. If baseball takes another hit like 94, man, it's going to get ugly. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Going to dive into the NFL briefly. Um, You know, it's tough for me to say a quarterback who's won one playoff game is making demands. But that appears to be the case. That's next on Fox Sports Radio. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Gavin just let me know that there's going to be a big Peloton race coming up in an hour. Now, I've never been on a Peloton. He has been doing it. How long have you had the Peloton, Gavin? Uh, About a year now. <laughs> oh, geez. You've had yeah, it for a while. Well, well, I've heard they're on okay, back wait. order now. You can't well, get one Well, it's my girlfriend. She bought it. Um, okay. So I used to use it at her place. We moved in together in January. Congrats. So I've been using it there. Um, but now pretty much every day. It's uh, been a great workout. Yeah. Wow. So um, this, are you? Do you know any of the people you're racing? Do you get with buddies and race? Or yeah. No, just... So I, we both have friends that are on there, and you can kind of do rides together. Uh, it's really can you neat. talk to them while you're riding? No. Um, it's mostly you can you can see like your stats together and your riding together, mm-hmm. but it's not um, like a video thing where you're looking at them okay. or like talking. Yeah. I wonder if that's the next step, if they do it like how you pl- you can talk when you're playing Fortnite. Yeah, well, initially, I didn't know how it worked, so I was concerned. I was like, so is the trainer looking at me? Am I displaying myself to everyone? Because you have an LED screen right. in front of you yeah. where you're watching them. But no, it's uh, it's more your your progress is getting tracked and all that. Yeah. yeah. I, now, this trainer that, you know, th- this race will take place at, in about an hour and Alex is a trainer I've used before who's the male. Oh, really? Yeah, he's very popular. So do you uh, have to pay for every different trainer or some more no, expensive? No, no, or... they're all free. It's all included. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yep. Yeah, so I the, don't – we thought about getting a Peloton. I just don't – I don't know. The toughest thing for, guy, for guys – I got to leave the house. That's the thing. Well, there's that part. Um, and then it's not – it takes a while to make it comfortable. It's it's a it's a tough ride. Uh you know, the seat isn't the most comfortable ever. It's not like the one that you can put on your bike where it's right. more comfortable. Um, and, you know, you have to lock in. You have to wear special shoes. It's a little oh, different. really? Yeah, yeah, it is not. You can't just go on with your barefoot no. or sock? Oh. You actually lock in. Your feet lock into the pedals. So it, it takes some getting used to um, about how to get on and off it. Because if you're not safe, you could fall. And Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't I mean... I'm at the stage where I just need to get outside, get that vitamin D sunlight at least once a day. Like yesterday, I I looked at the schedule. I'm like, man, I got a lot of stuff. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go out. So I pedaled to the mailbox and dropped something in the mail. Now, fortunately, then I played tennis later, so I was able to get outside. But that's the only negative of this whole, like, can't go to gyms for a long time. It's like you get just cooped up in your house. And I do workouts inside, but then you never leave, and it's just... A bleak existence. Good to get fresh air. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, so um, let's go to Dak Prescott real quick. 
you know, they're still waiting on Dak to get his deal. There's a lot of debate over whether the Cowboys want to pay him a fifth year. And if they do, they want he's going to, you know, want like $45 million, which is just comical. Otherwise, he wants four, and then he can hit the market again when he's still in his prime and get paid. Like, I said this last week, guys. Dak is just another guy. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I hate to shatter the illusion that he's some future Hall of Famer. He's had a couple good years. Like, Dak Prescott is not a superstar. You put him on, I, like, honestly, I would take Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott. I don't think that's controversial. Dak is good. He's looked serviceable. He's had all the weapons in the world. He's got the best offensive line. So here's what Charles Robinson said on Doug Gottlieb's show about Dak Prescott and his demands. Someone's got a budge here, and I think the one thing that the Cowboys have going for them is everybody across the NFL, and I think even agents now know, that next year could be a flat salary cap. Like yeah. That's how they're going to deal with the potential lost revenue. And it's unlikely the cap will roll back, but it very, very likely could be it doesn't go up. It's the same salary cap. And that means that money is going to get drawn back a little bit moving forward. So maybe that makes a deal, you know, like the one on the table for Dak right now looks a little bit better. Yeah, a little bit worse for Dallas. I I just keep going back to this. It's not rocket science. Get your quarterback on that rookie deal. Build around him and try to win a Super Bowl. That's the strategy. It ain't hard because the second you pay that guy 30-plus, 25-plus, look, look, at, look at Eli, look at Ben, it's tough to get back to the Super Bowl after you got to pay the big, big bucks. It's just difficult. All right, second hour, I promise he won't be as negative and downtrodden and angry as I was in the first. Um, we got a little Green Bay Packers. I still got to get to LeBron. I got to get back to Bryce Harper. There's a lot to go. Sports, we need you back. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hour number two here on Fox Sports Radio. I didn't get a call firing me after the first segment of the show, so I guess things are okay. I'm Jason McIntyre. I'm coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So I am going to talk sports this hour. I promise. But something... You know, Gavin, I probably should have sent you this, but I was just reading it in like, I don't know, the last like three minutes. So there's a press conference in Minnesota this morning to talk about what went down the last couple of days. And the governor, the mayor, the attorney general are saying that this wasn't normal rioting, okay? Every single person they arrested was from out of state. And they are claiming in Minnesota that outside forces, domestic and possibly foreign, after what went down, the killing of George Floyd by that cop, outside forces infiltrated the state to burn down some of the businesses that are local and cause mayhem. They're basically claiming this isn't just the locals here in Minnesota. This is people coming from outside the state. We arrested them. They're not from the state. What are you doing here? And there was a video. And it didn't make sense to me at the time. But some guy wearing a gas mask just goes up solo and just starts smashing windows. And they're like, who, who is this? And I didn't understand why they're showing this guy. But the people videotaping are like, this is a white guy in a gas mask just going and smashing windows and then walking off. They're like, wait a second. And I didn't totally understand. I'm like, what is this, like an undercover cop? But what these guys are saying is the same way that stuff went down on social media, on Facebook with, you know, bots and fake stuff to make it look like the country was super divided, creating these fake accounts and everything, that these people that are coming in to cause the mayhem are being are doing so, you know, for a reason, to cause more division. Have we talked about any of this stuff at all? Not specifically no, in Minnesota, but... First I've heard of this. I mean, can you, would you buy that? I would want to know the agenda. So who are the people? Who like, and this why? Is definitely very conspiracy. This is very theories. yes, conspiracy yeah. theory. Very enemy of the state. Uh, by the way, they keep showing that on HBO and Cinemax. You've seen it, right, Will Smith? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean great, great movie. Great oh movie. yeah. And and you know, by and large, a lot of people are going to say, "Man, these people are burning down their own community. That's so dumb. Why would you do that?" And then you get the divide of, "Well, look at those people burning it down." And now they're like, time out. This is those people. And they're going to say, none of these people are from this state. We don't know if this guy's even American. Yeah, and, but why would... Well, there's... The, why, no, I'm just wondering, yeah. like, because what I see on Twitter is a lot of people 
backing the looting and the and the and the violence. They're backing it. So it sounds like they're helping them out with their cause. It doesn't sound like they're going against their right. cause. Or do I, I don't you know. think on some level they see people protesting and they're like, all right, well, if we want to take this to the next level, somebody's got to step up and just smash a window. And I'm going to be that guy. I've got no dog in this fight. I, I'm not from Minneapolis or St. Paul. I'm just going to go and do that. And then, boom, everybody's going to be like, oh, let's follow that guy. You know? I know it sounds very, very... Um, so someone t- Someone tweeted me earlier... Uh, outside forces are causing some of this mayhem. And, but, and so re- who are the outside? Well, like, who the are they? Yeah. Well, you remember when, when these militia men were going to, like, the state capitol, remember, all get all with their guns and they had their uh, vests and, you know, they looked like they were ready for war. Um, those people were being paid. If There was a New York Times podcast where they were tracking the money. There was, like, a website attracting everybody and saying, hey, go out and do this. If you get arrested, we'll we'll pay to get you out. And they were doing it to create division and create more people getting angry at one another. And, and, and the fact that this is happening really ticks me off. You know, I said this to some friends yesterday over text. We were having a text chain about this. Nobody, nobody would lose if Twitter was just wiped off the map tomorrow. Nobody. It does nothing, Gavin. All it does is you get a bunch of anonymous jerks getting people angry and wanting to uh, battle one another. And, and, and honestly, if, if Twitter were wiped off the map, it would be great. I agree. And actually, one thing I was thinking this week, if there was a way that they could make it so that if you want to have a Twitter account, your name, yep. you have to verify it. And everything you tweet is attached to your name. I think it would be a lot less toxic of a yeah. place. I mean, because you've seen guys, uh, and Darren Rovell is a, is a friend, and we talk a lot, and he does a lot of stuff I disagree with. Um, but I won't forget the time that someone went after him aggressively. Darren simply Googled the guy's name. He was a professor at some university, and the guy got busted because Darren called him out. And that's the reality. If you want to come at people, you better be ready for the uh, consequences. But everybody wants to come all like a coward. I'm anonymous. I'm just going to hammer you and I'm going to be aggressive. Like, that's not real. That, that That's fake. That should not be allowed. You can't go yell fire in a crowded movie theater. You'll get arrested for that. So why should you be able to go on and threaten people on social media all the time? Just because you're anonymous. Like, that's not right. That should not be permitted. Uh, I saw a funny quote somewhere. I jotted it down in the notes today. Uh, if you feel the need... Uh, to go and yell at strangers you'll never meet on the internet, you have a mental disease. And I think those people do. I'm telling you, dude, there's people who have been listening to the first hour of the show and will tweet something at me. And they have like, you know, Joe Bob, no picture of themselves, random handle. And I just click and I'm like, this is just a troll. These guys just have nothing better to do than go on the internet and attack people all the time. I've said many times, if I didn't need... A Twitter account oh, yeah. for work. I really wouldn't have one. It messes one. with your head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're you have weak. to stay off it. Yeah. yeah. If you're kind of weak or mentally unstable or just, you know, you let this stuff bother you, man. It's, uh, yeah, here it is on CNN right now. We estimate 80% of the people who committed violent acts are from outside of state. Well, let's start tracking it back. But you know what's going to happen. People are going to do the legwork, track it back, and then everybody's going to be like, I don't believe that. That's not true. That's not real. That's fake news. That's CNN. I don't. Ref- I refuse to believe it. Anyways, 
I'm done with that. Um, what do we got? We got Matt LaFleur. We got Major League Baseball. Uh, I do have a good Baker Mayfield take coming up next. Um, uh, let me quickly, I, I want to piggyback on something that we and John Paul Morosi talked about earlier. So, 1994, Major League Baseball is humming along. Number one sport in America. America's pastime since, geez, 1920s. And Bud Selig and the players can't agree, and there's a strike, and the postseason is canceled. The season was wrapped in August. I was a young guy, teenager maybe. And you can draw a direct correlation from baseball striking in 1994 to the NFL taking over as the new sport in America. And there, it's so unbelievable that like seven things happened, okay? So the internet popped. I think I got on the internet in like 95 AOL chat rooms and stuff. But the internet obviously started to pick up on college campuses in 90, 95, 96, 97, okay? You had Michael Jordan return to the NBA because of the baseball strike. I'm sure you guys saw that in Last Dance. He was in the White Sox organization. There was a strike. He said, I'm not going to be a scab. I'm not crossing the line. Oh, baseball's done? I'm going to go play basketball. again." Okay? Michael Jordan, the number one, number one athlete in the world, returns to basketball because of the uh, baseball work stoppage. Turns out, the highest rated Finals happened a few years later involving Michael Jordan. Okay? The baseball work stoppage coincided with the rise of cable television. By 94, a lot of people had cable. I think I got it in like 87, 89, somewhere around there. By 94, it was like, okay, we have a lot more options than just CBS, NBC, you know, the, the traditional networks. So you got cable exploding, Michael Jordan returning. And I do believe that Cowboys dynasty happening just as baseball is stopping. Cowboys dynasty pops. And it's like, oh, this is cool. America's team is now the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I, I we would need a historian here to confirm it. But in the 80s, I'm almost certain the Cowboys were not America's team. I'm almost certain. It happened in the early 90s. Aikman, Emmett, Irvin. And they popped partially thanks to baseball's work stoppage. And if that was the reaction, that baseball's work stoppage caused the sport to lose its place as America's pastime, because you know the NFL took over from there and only went up. Basketball was, was, was popular, but Michael Jordan's return gave it a huge spike. What could be the ramifications if baseball does not come back this year. It would be even worse. Now, I'm not saying like hockey is going to overtake Major League Baseball in terms of the public consciousness. But if you're a young guy and you're a huge baseball fan and you have the Mike Trout jersey and you love going to Dodger games and you like watching Bryce Harper at bats and that's just gone for an entire year, well, what are you going to do? You're not going to sit on the couch and sulk. You're going to watch other sports. Maybe you play video games. But you're going to find something else to fill that void. Baseball really needs to wake the hell up 
and I know there's a huge divide, and yeah, maybe, I hope they sort it out. But if they don't figure this out, they could they could lose even more ground than they did in 94. It's a really dangerous time. Listen, I know Bryce Harper, who makes, according to this deal that the, the owners offered, Harper's slated to make $27.5 million this year. Because he's one of the richest paid players, he would only make $6.5 million this year. And I get it. You're going to say, well, dude, that's wrong. You're going to lose $21 million? Okay, well, you know, just consider what else is going on. 40 million people have lost their jobs, are unemployed. 40 million. A lot of those jobs aren't coming back. The owners have made it pretty clear. They want to privatize their gains. When things are good, they reap all the benefits. They pay the players, but they reap the bulk of the benefits. But when things go bad, they want to socialize their losses. Well, I'm not paying for it. I'm a billionaire. We got to let the players pay. And I, I don't think that's right. Obviously, very wrong. But we've all got to make sacrifices. I know you guys read in the Wall Street Journal that ESPN and FS1 and talent and sports media, they all got to take pay cuts. Everybody is affected by this. And for baseball players to think, I mean, hey, I can't take that kind of $21 million haircut. I mean, Bryce Harper, I understand. That's a bit excessive. But you're going to have to take some kind of pay cut. Oh, and by the way, you've made $82 million in your career so far. I think you're going to be okay. And again, that doesn't justify having to take some pay cut here. But that's what's going to happen unless you want the sport to go away. And I see a lot of people, Gavin, talking about how, well, these baseball players make so much money because they're gifted. They're the only people who can hit a, a two-seam fastball. And uh, they're the best at what they do in the world. That's all true. But guess what? These owners are billionaires. And they make money in other ways outside of baseball, at least many of them. So if they say, you know what? I don't need this. What do you got? What are you going to do with your gift? Like, both sides have to make concessions. Listen. I don't talk baseball a whole lot on this show. It just doesn't drive the same fun debates that basketball and football do. I mean, I'm sure on some level, Isaac, we could come up with a really cool baseball debate. Who would you rather have? But for whatever reason, we don't see a lot of who's better, Don Mattingly or or Aaron Judge. Like, I just, you know, I'm a Don Mattingly guy. He was my favorite Yankee ever. Grew up watching it, but it just doesn't. And it's and, one of those sports where it's a lot of people don't have opinions on every team. Okay, in the NBA, yeah, it's, it's more. Regional. Everyone has a Rockets take, right? Yeah, there's not a, a thing about you know outside of the Astros. The Astros yeah, are the it. unifier. Well, I, maybe after this, you. I, I'm curious, why do we all have a Houston Rockets take? What, what what are they? They're nothing special. They haven't won a bunch of titles. What's so special about James Harden? He's never never done really anything. Oh, he won an MVP award. Ooh, whoop de damn do. A lot of guys won MVP awards. Why does everybody have a Rockets? Why is the NBA better to to discuss than baseball? Iowa Sam will chime in on this. What do you have? Not have glasses? Uh, Isaac probably will chime in on this. It, it underscores, I think, just how far baseball has plummeted in the national consciousness because it used to be this way. It used to be a 
the equivalent of LeBron and Michael Jordan was say, who's better, Mickey Mantle or Willie Mays? Or even right? what about Maguire Sosa? Mag yeah, Maguire yeah. Sosa and comparing, you know, what was more impressive or comparing the argument with Bonds to Henry Aaron and the legitimacy yeah. of that record. But the problem is these days nobody cares enough to even have those kinds of arguments anymore. Yeah. I wonder why we care enough about James Harden to have that argument. I don't know. We'll, we'll try to plumb into that next year on Fox Sports Radio. I feel like I know this voice, Iowa Sam. I was going to say John Legend, but it's definitely not him. Huh? DJ Khalid? No. Oh, just a Khalid. He has a song called Locations. I think that's very popular. Um, yeah, he's an R&B singer. There's DJ Khaled, and there's Khalid. All right. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. So I just tweeted out the video. It's from the 28th of a suspicious white man breaking windows at the Minneapolis AutoZone and then walking away. He's got a gas mask on and umbrella. He's solo. And it's a white guy. What is he doing and why? And that's the kind of stuff that starts to make you suspicious. Like, whoa, whoa, what, but what is But there's, I don't understand it. There are plenty of white people out there rioting. I, I'm very confused about what makes him special. Well, he's breaking glass and there are a lot of people looting and breaking glass. Yes, okay. I've seen the footage. A lot of them is Look at groups. them on TV right now. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are groups. They're going around like roving bands. This guy's just one dude. W what's he doing? It's a Minneapolis auto zone. Like, what are you breaking windows there for? What, what's the game? What's the game plan? And I, 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 they, I wish they had, like, gotten this guy. Like, I don't know what you do when you get him, but something seems fishy. It's just, it's a I, weird I, I worry more that... Social media yeah, no, can put out a narrative about things. They already thought they found the cop. They did a thing where, you know, they 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 showed the cop in a MAGA hat, and oh, it wasn't wasn't the same guy. So social media gets that, and all of a sudden the cop is a certain person that the narrative wants to be around. Yeah, you know, it, it's just I would be where I I would be yeah, wary no, of of the social media narrative. Yes, totally agree. All right, getting back to sports real quick. So. I thought one of the smartest things I heard this week came out of the mouth of Baker Mayfield. And now I need to pause and rewind to 2018. He's a rookie. He's facing the Jets on Thursday night football. He comes off the bench because Tyrod Taylor was the starter. Baker Mayfield beats the Jets. He's really good. The game was uh, on Thursday night football. And right after the game, Baker, first thing you could see he does, he grabs his cell phone and he's on it. First thing. Walks up to the set, I guess it was Thursday Night Football set, and he's got his phone with him. And and I went on Cowherd's show the next day, and I said, man, it was, that was weird. Baker Mayfield was electric. He was phenomenal in that game. And the first thing you see after the game is he's got his phone. Like, what, what is he going on there to tell people on social media, look what I did. And, and I mentioned this. I was like, that was weird. Like, I don't understand why Baker's so obsessed with the phone and social media. And I got destroyed by the angry internet mob. Oh, look at that. Baker was great, and you're making fun of him for being on his phone. And, of course, people, you know, 
they, you know, they read the headline. They don't like listen to the actual take. And I had said, and I've been saying all summer, Baker was favoriting tweets that I had and Fox Sports Radio had about how I don't think he could go number one. And, you know, th- these are the reasons why I'm worried about Baker. Like the guy was obsessed with social media. He's liking tweets and then coming back at people later. He's getting engaged in Twitter squabbles. You're an NFL quarterback, the number one pick. That was the point. He needs to remove himself from social media. So what does Baker Mayfield say this week? Hey, man, I'm getting back to the basics. Not doing many interviews, less on the social media, less com- fewer commercials. I am focused on football. I'm proud of you, Baker. He's all grown up. All it took was, you know, a catastrophic season. Again, their coach stunk. Freddie Kitchens, Freddie Bathrooms. They were they were terrible. Baker was not very good. But I then, after I read that Baker's not doing any more interviews, remember, he stepped in it several times last year giving interviews because he wants to, like, have that edge and that ego and that's his brand of talking smack on social media or in interviews and I looked at his social media accounts and Baker's barely posting ever he's not engaging he's not popping off and firing at people that's smart he's realized the error in his ways and this isn't me saying I'm right ha ha I'm, I'm doing a um victory dance because I was right and everybody was wrong I mean even um Pardon my take, guys. I don't listen to the podcast. I know a lot of people do. Um, but some people t- texted me, hey, man, those guys lit you up. I was like, wow. So I went and listened to it. They called it a quake take, whatever that is. It's just like earth-shattering take. And you know, they lit me up, whatever. I, I could care less. And now here it is two years later. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. Yeah, less social media is better. Yeah, that makes sense. More social media bad. And listen, I'm not going to lie. I get I fall into the trap too. But my new thing is, if I click on your profile and you don't follow me, I'm not responding because you're probably a troll. And it's not worth my time. I'd rather spend it with my family, doing some reading. Um, I'm working on a screenplay. I, I got some other projects in the hopper that hopefully we'll be able to announce here shortly. Like, I'm not going to waste my time. Coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. We're at a little Packers. Um, Matt LaFleur versus Jordan Love versus Aaron Rodgers. Can you imagine that cage match? We'll do that next. But first, here's Isaac Lowenkron with what's trending in sports. Jason, we begin with a setback in the world's gradual return to live sports. The Ukrainian Premier Soccer League resumed its season today for the first time since March 15th only to have one of this weekend's matches called off when multiple players and staff from one of the teams tested positive for the coronavirus. The individuals from Karpati Lviv were asymptomatic and are in self-isolation. And we actually have a statement from the managing director of the team, Rostislaw Yashishin, posted on his Facebook page. And I'll read it, quote, Dear friends, journalist, 
please not aggravate the situation with fictions and unverified information. I just get hair arms when I read about hospitalizations and other nonsense. We move according to protocol and are in constant contact with the Ukrainian Premier League. The situation is under control. No symptoms in the infected. On Monday, once again, everyone will undergo testing. The worst thing that can be right now is the panic caused by you. Thank you for your understanding. So there you go, directly from the source and the managing director of the team involved. We have live pro soccer going on in the Bundesliga in Germany as we speak. And on FS1, it has just gone final. Bremen has defeated FC Schalke 1-0 on this goal. Sonny Ball outnumbered. And he loses the ball. It's a three-on-two situation for Bremen now. They need to find a shooting opportunity. They find one. And an absolute corker from Leonardo Pittencourt opens the scoring for Bremen. And finally, NFL media reports the Green Bay Packers offensive lineman Lane Taylor's agreed to rework the last year of his contract, freeing up about $3 million in cap space for Green Bay. Jason, all yours. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Our next guest, he knows the Packers very well, covers uh, the NFL for Bleacher Report, writes a lot of interesting features. He, he's followed Aaron Rodgers' career deeply. He is Tyler Dunn. Ty, uh, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jason. Thanks so much for having me on, man. Hey, thank you for joining us. Um, it, it, you know, did you – did you have any initial thoughts on what Lafleur said about Jordan Love this week? Uh, I'll let you go first because I'll save mine for a minute. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's going to say everything that he should say, right? I mean, he's he's not dumb. He's the head coach of the team. He knows the quarterback that he's dealing with, who's very strong-headed, who has a legendary chip on the shoulder, a, a grudge that to grow by the year, and he works for them every day. They did a lot of good things last year. They won 13 games. Um, he's the starter this year, you know, maybe even the year after. So I don't think that Matt LaFleur is just going to uh, say into any mic, like, hey, we're thinking about life after Aaron Rodgers. I, I can't wait to get the quarterback. I want to run my offense. He's not going to say that. This guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But he does want the quarterback that he wants. This yeah. is his hand-picked guy. I mean, oh. at some point – it's going to be Jordan Love's show, and Jordan Love is going to run the offense that Matt LaFleur wants, which Aaron Rodgers does a lot of things better than any quarterback ever, but I think what Matt LaFleur wants is different than Aaron Rodgers' best strengths. Is it weird that, and again, I didn't watch the entire press conference, just just focused on the Jordan Love stuff. It It's odd to me that nobody asked point blank, you guys went 13-3, and went to the conference championship, and instead of trying to find a player to get you over the top back to the Super Bowl, you got a backup quarterback. Did anybody ask it that pointedly? Or, or you know, again, it's different from me sitting here on the radio several states away to lob that. But has anybody asked him that point blank? Not, not from what I gathered. You know, I'm, I'm not in, in Green Bay anymore. I live in Western New York and try to, you know, follow the situation of the team uh, best I can, talking okay. to as many people as I can. Uh, what, what I'll say, though, is, like, you know, actions speak louder than words. And, yep. Yeah, I mean, when, when the quarterback himself is, is calling 
you know, one of the best receivers he's ever had and one of the best tight ends he's ever had. And, and Greg Jennings and Jermichael Finley, Finley quote-unquote, irrelevant. I don't think many players or coaches are publicly, with their name attached to it, going to say exactly how they feel when it comes to number 12. But he drafted Jordan Love. This is going to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers at some point. We've seen the offense that Kyle Shanahan runs with San Francisco. It's, it's very to the step, very timing-based. They want to run the ball often, early and often. That's why they drafted a running back in the second round as well. We're, we're going to see Jordan Love. It's on Jordan Love, right? I mean, if, if he develops, if he grows quickly, um, he'll see the field sooner rather than later. Okay, so let me ask you this, and we're, we're, we're talking with Tyler Dunn, Bleacher Report. So Jimmy Garoppolo was, I believe, a second-round pick of the Patriots, and Tom Brady was none too happy, ended up fighting him off, winning an MVP, and he – Believing on who, depending on who you want to believe, he was the one who said to Kraft, "Get Garoppolo out of here. Uh, I'm the guy," and he was able to fend it off. Can you see a scenario like that with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? It's a great question. I mean, you can just look to when Aaron Rodgers was drafted, right? In '05, they they were off two straight ten and six uh, seasons. They had a contender. They felt they were just maybe a couple defensive players away from from winning the Super Bowl. Uh, they draft Aaron Rodgers. They go four and twelve. They hit rock bottom, but Brett Favre fights back. They go nine and seven the next year. They go thirteen and three the year after that. They're one bad throw away in overtime from the Super Bowl and playing the undefeated Patriots. So, you know, in talking to players on the team and and around the quarterback, there's people who think, "Oh my gosh, this is going to light a fire under Aaron Rodgers like we've never seen before." Um, it, it might. I mean, maybe we see the absolute best out of Aaron Rodgers. It's just going to be interesting because, you know, what Matt LaFleur wants to do offensively, yeah. I don't know if it jives with Aaron Rodgers, pat, pat, patting the ball, freelancing, running around creating. I mean, that's when he's at his best. Um, they want to run the ball. Is, is Aaron Rodgers going to just absolutely take every single play that's called and run it to the book? Or is he going to change some stuff and do what he did at the end of Mike mm. McCarthy's tenure when he knows there's a quarterback behind the shoulder ready to replace him? It's going to be awfully interesting. Yeah, now, you brought up a great point. Like, they're going to want to run the football a lot. Let me ask you this. Lafleur did find some success in Tennessee, I believe, with Henry, um, you know, running the football. But, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers versus Marcus Mariota. Like, I don't think anybody's under the illusion that they made the playoffs last year because of the run game. Do you? I think they, I think they made it um, as, as much as it's as much about the defense as it is about Aaron Rodgers. I get it. It's the, the, the talking point and, and what we hear most often this offseason, right? Is they haven't done anything for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what, what are they thinking? They got to get some weapons, but I mean, it was Aaron Rodgers week one after they beat the bears, held the bears to a field goal who smiled and said, we've got a defense. They, Brian Gutekunst went out and got Darius Smith. I think he led the NFL in pressures or was second best. They got Preston Smith. They got uh, just new players all across the defense. They've got a top five running back. They've got a top three wide receiver. They've got the best left tackle in football. They've got a, a lot around the quarterback that I, I think that they feel they can kind of bridge the present and the future. They really believe in Jordan Love. Say what you want about him. Who knows? Uh, we'll find out. But they believe in him. They had the guts, the conviction to take Jordan Love. And I think they still kind of want to compete in the now best they can with the talent they have while still planning for the future. Because the worst time to look for a quarterback, as they say, is, is when you don't have a quarterback. So they, they probably look at this as a luxury as much as anything. Yeah. All right. Tyler Dunn, he covers uh, NFL 
for Bleacher Report. A lot of good features. Tyler Dunn, hey, thanks for joining us. Stay safe there in western New York, Tyler. You got it, man. Thanks, thanks so much for having me, Jason. All right. Talk to you soon. Tyler Dunn, making some good points about Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I'm I, hopeful that they get it worked out as a good team, but I'm already betting against it working out. You guys know I'm locked and loaded on the Detroit Lions. This is where you laugh. Ha, ha, ha. I'm locked and loaded for the Lions to win the division this year. Listen, I, I had my two sleepers last year were Lions and 49ers. One for two. Lions were on the way before um, a couple of tough losses. And, uh, and and then, of course, you know what happened with the Matt Stafford injury. But 49ers delivered. Won the NFC West. And, and, and it's funny. I got an amazing stat here. And this is, again, I'm not saying the Lions are going to the Super Bowl. Recent history suggests there is a team that comes out of nowhere to get to the Super Bowl. Okay? 2016, the Falcons. Gavin, are you ready for this? 80-1 to before the season. Now, they lost after being up 28-3. 2017, the Eagles were 50-1. to That was the year Carson Wentz nearly won the MVP. They did win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. 2018 was chalky. The Patriots and Rams had the best odds. Last year, 49ers 25-1 to to win the Super Bowl. That, could, to, that to me is a long shot. And they nearly pulled it off leading by 10 with, a, with like nine minutes left. You, that, the, the most fun thing about gambling is trying to identify that long shot. I would, you know, I'm not ready to give out mine right now, but I have spent the week, Gavin, going through every team over 25 to 1 odds. And I, I spent a lot of time on the Cleveland Browns. I know that sounds crazy. But again, if I was sitting here preaching the 49ers last year, you guys would have thought I was crazy. I'm not a fan of predicting a team to win the Super Bowl if their quarterback has never won a playoff game. Now, to be fair, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo, you just mentioned that. So I'm not saying it can't happen. And Jared Goff, you know, he, he went to the Super Bowl. Um, but it is hard. It's so hard to predict. Yeah. You just don't know. It's, that's just the, be- that's the stuff I love about gambling, trying to get in early. It's like finding stocks. You want to get in early on some good stuff uh, before they pop. Um, I, I'm I'm out on the Packers though. I'm not not feeling great about them. Schedule's tough. Um, I'm also starting to get some pullback on the Niners. When you start really looking in depth at their schedule, oh man, it's tough schedule. Oh jeez, yeah. look at. I mean, it's yeah. Anyways, all right. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. So, for whatever reason, Damian Lillard has taken a lot of heat this week. He's like. If we're going to return and we have no shot at the playoffs, I don't want to play. Well, duh, yeah. So why are people going after him? I'll explain next on Fox Sports Radio. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. I just sent Gavin. Did, did he share it with you, Sam? No. Um, somebody texted me. What was trending on Twitter? And again, Twitter is just so bad and wrong. So if you go to search for whatever reason, you see, um, where is it? Oh, now I guess the algorithms changed. But um, under trending, it was Rodeo Drive. I'm like, what the heck? Why is Rodeo? And all these people on Twitter are like, hey. Why are we marching in downtown LA when we could just go loot Rodeo Drive and all these people are tweeting about it? It's like what? Because the 
a lot of the riots and the looting to some people isn't about the cause. It's yeah. about, about taking getting advantage. free stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's just dumb. This is really dumb. Now I will tell you, Jason. I'm in a different situation than you with the whole Twitter thing. I think for you, it's extremely <sighs> important for your um, brand and everything, and to be able to get get you know your opinions out there and everything. Yeah. But for me, I am strongly considering deleting Twitter. Yeah, I no, just no, really that, listen. Am. I have I'm at the point where for the last two days I think I basically don't look at it all day. I, I just don't. I, Instagram I'm fine with. Uh, it's a lot more positive and you can like it's uplifting in some ways and it's just I, I need positive stuff. I just don't need the negative sewer that is. I just don't need it. I mean, it's not. Uh, you got something? You know what I've been thinking about uh, Twitter as recently? It's just bathroom graffiti. Yeah, that's all it is. If you see the tweet, you see the tweet. If you don't, you don't. It just sits there. It just sits there out there for you, and it really is just, it's irrelevant. Twitter is irrelevant. I wish that were the case, but the media treats it so. So anytime you turn on TV, you're seeing, well, look at this is what's happening on social media. So the media is giving it more credibility, which in turn, we don't need. We don't need that. I don't think we do. No, and this is a discussion we were having in, in our household yesterday about the media likes things that are divisive, divisive. And, oh yeah, and they they want. I'm not saying they want what's going on, but they they it's great for their ratings and it's great um, to have the footage of of racial divisions and and a lot of the stuff going on right now. And well, Twitter I mean, just, yeah, and and I, yeah. you said you didn't really watch much of it last night. And again, I have said throughout the quarantine, I've not watched the news because it's so negative and I don't need that. But last night I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I mean, they're burning police cars in Brooklyn. We uh, we used to live in Brooklyn. I'm like, geez, thank goodness I'm not there. And and Gavin, we talked about that, the one video with this girl, like these cops are marching through trying to restore order and this girl like puts her hands on a cop. He just shoves her down like pretty violent. And I... I took a couple minutes to find who that was. And I'm not saying that I, we don't know the whole story about why she got pushed down, but I did notice that the woman created a Twitter account last night and now she has 20,000 followers. And it's like, I'm not, I, I don't Wait, know. The person who got the shoved person or the person who, who got who... pushed down, the, really? the woman took advantage of going viral. And I'm not saying that has anything. They're, they're mutually exclusive. No, no, you're right. But there are, there are certain things where you go, what are the real motivations yeah. in these things? Um, it's, it, it's hard to, to watch. Well, it's funny. The, the woman who got video footage of the girl getting pushed down quickly says, Oh, we took her to the hospital. She's got bills to pay. Here's yeah. her cash app. Yeah. If you want to send her money. And that was on her bio. And there were videos of her from the hospital and she has, 18,000 followers, she's following zero people, and her tweets are 12 hours old. Like, and see, only- and Gavin, this goes back to where I start. People are angry. They have nothing going on. 40 million unemployed. Well, how can I get some money, get some, an ounce of fame, get somewhere, get out of my terrible situation in life, whatever it is? Let me go put my hands on a cop and see what happens. She gets shoved to the ground, and now she has Twitter followers, whatever that's worth. And people are maybe sending her 20 bucks. A lot of people, I guess. But, like, wh- what do you do after that runs out? Because that's not going to last forever. That's, uh, g- give it a month. What not do you, a what, way what to do live you your upstage life. it? I, I no. Go get an education and, and start grinding away. 
That, that's all I can say. Like, I'm not. It's tough out there for a lot of people. And, and Gavin, like, I, I, we, this is another reason we need sports back. Like, college football in the fall, we need to be talking to Big Ten correspondent Iowa Sam. Um, did you see what happened to the uh, College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta? Oh, god! Apparently it was attacked. I don't know. What do you vandalized. steal out of there? Trophies? I don't care, but keep your damn hands off the College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. Really? And did you see they wouldn't touch a Waffle House? There's a video <laughs> where people are uh, like, they nail an Arby's, and then they go over to a Waffle House. They're like, no, no, let's not touch well, a Waffle and, House. And, and they and laugh about it. And that was the thing is there's this narrative on Twitter that, uh, that you know, oh, well, insurance can pay for all these things. Well, I just read an article. I just saw it about a black firefighter who spent his life savings on a bar, and that oh. bar was destroyed. It was not insured. Oh. So you destroyed that firefighter's oh. livelihood. Yeah, it's, it's I don't this know. is bleep. We just need sports back. Yes, yes. badly. I mean, again, it's not going to end things, but at least it's a distraction. And if the Kawhi's NBA... playing LeBron last night. Are there people oh. rioting in the streets of LA? I I just refuse to believe they would be. And I just wish it wasn't two months away for the NBA. Oh, oh man! All right, final hours coming up. Um, MLB, uh, Zion, talk a little NBA, LeBron. Are they trying to set it up for LeBron to win the title? I mean, NFL versus Major League Baseball and NBA in September? It could happen. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. High noon on the East Coast, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, our number three here on Fox Sports Radio. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, Some sports with a big Quotes around sports is coming up. I guess there's a Peloton race. Um, I don't know. I, I like Yay. biking outside in Southern California. I get some. I know I post probably too much of it on my Instagram, but uh, it's a it's a lot of fun. Biking is. Uh, I mean, the coastline is nice. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the kids can do it, so uh, we try to get outside, get that vitamin D. Uh, yes, Iowa Sam. Oh, Big I'm Ten sorry. Correspondent I just wanted to ask. I saw on your social media that uh, you had done a long bike ride. You so you were like, "Oh, this is my longest bike ride ever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw your your average speed was like six miles an hour. Yeah, no. Is that because of the kids? Well, I mean, we were on the Strand, and can't leave there's in the dust. a ton of people. Oh, so you yeah. can't get a lot of great speed. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I think the top speed we got was like 33 miles an hour down some hill. Ooh, wow. But okay. mostly, yeah, it's slower. And plus, like, if you stop, I don't, every time I stop, even if it's for like two minutes for them to catch up, I'm not pausing it, so it slows down the average. Um, but yeah, six miles an hour is pretty slow. Now, yeah. do you, are you using a certain app for that? Yeah, or? you know, it, it's weird. So I ran with a buddy last week. I had the app, it's like an Under Armour app for running and biking in my pocket. And he had his app, a different one, in his hand. And his registered that he did like three more miles than me <laughs> and was way faster. And I'm like, that's weird. I guess maybe it being in your pocket, it doesn't register. And that's why some people tape it to their arm or whatever. Yeah. 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 I was saying, what are you, are you used to rollerblading a lot or was that just a one-time deal? No, I'm, I'm rollerblading, but I'm also going on uh, long Hikes, walks, you know, I, I try to hit the foothills here and in, in the valley to get some incline because that's a little, you know, it's a more efficient workout when you're hitting hitting the incline hills, you know. And is that like hills on the streets or like actually in like the woods? Well, if you go, you know, the valley is flat. Most of it's flat, but then there's these very nice neighborhoods where these homes are in these foothills, basically like the the sides of the of the valley, right? Okay. And so I go up there because they're these really steep hills and they're, it's a great workout. Any snakes in there? Snakes? Uh, well, it's, I'm usually on like a paved road or a oh. sidewalk. Yeah, but uh, there can be snakes. There can be snakes. Yeah. But uh, trying to get my 10,000 steps a day, I'm averaging about 10,000 the last really? week That's or so. Really? That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And then um, trying to get the dog out there, get him walked so he's nice and tired. So it's a good uh, it's a good twofer. So Gavin with the Peloton, Iowa Sam with the walking, and I guess I'm like a hybrid. But Now, the days- amazing thing with the Peloton instructors, as you were seeing on TV right now, they are talking to you the entire time they're biking. So while I'm huffing and puffing and struggling, so they are, are. And are they going? And are they the leader every time, or they're just like keeping well, the pace? Yeah, they 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 will do their own pace, and they you know are going through it. They're talking to you the entire time, and um, you know sometimes they'll they'll kind of take their feet off or like take a little 
a break, you know, but, um, but for the most part, they're going the entire time and, and it's amazing how they're talking you through it. So it's it, the one thing I will wonder, and we asked this earlier about the gyms, like once they open again, are people going to go back or are they just going to be like, you know what? I'm working out at home. I'm walking in my neighborhood. I don't need a gym. No, that's a great point. And think about the the money you save, right? $30, $40 membership fee every month. Yeah. If you can you save it at home. Family membership. Yeah. It's several hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. But it's a basketball court I, at the gym that I need. So we haven't canceled yet. I mean, obviously, we're not paying right now. We'll get our thing extended because we pay up front for the year and they give you like an extra month for free. Um, I just. I'm not, like, eager to get back to the gym, you know? So if I could bet on this Peloton race, I think I would go Allison Felix, track and field star. We've seen her in the Olympics before. Um, there are some big names up there. Uh, Kyla Ross, I remember her in the Olympics a few years ago, gymnastics. Uh, but I can't find betting lines on this, which yeah. is sad. <laughs> because uh, Well, I you know, I didn't man. fully read the story, but there was a table tennis controversy. Um, people were betting on, like, Russian Eastern European table tennis. And like there was an investigation that like some shady stuff was going on. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm utterly shocked. shocked um, but yeah, well, I, you know, speaking of betting, when sports actually comes back, I'm going to be hard pressed not to want to fire every night on the NBA. Every single night. Like there's got to be some game just to get some action. Just get back in it. And I know that's a dumb way to gamble. You got to wait to find an edge somewhere. Um, I will say this. If the NBA, Gavin, goes with their um, reseed 1-16, to boy, the Lakers' draw is like Oh, yeah. Very so favorable. Fun. Now, the Rockets could be dangerous in the second round, uh, especially if they make the second round in the first round like five games. I don't think they will, but they might. Anything's on the table. Uh, the Raptors are the only other good team in their bracket. On the other side... I'm fairly certain the Clippers and Celtics would play in the second round. And the Bucks would then have to go through probably the Clippers um, and then the Lakers. That is going to be a tall order. And the Bucks would not be happy. You can see why the Bucks would be ticked off. And that's why we've got guys like my man Rob Parker and some other people out there saying, this is so set up. They're trying to get LeBron. But And I've thought long and hard about this, guys. LeBron absolutely cannot win here. No win situation for LeBron. If he wins the title, well, this doesn't count. There were no home court advantage or no fans. This was a new format. This just doesn't even count. And you know what happens if LeBron loses? Well, they set it up for him, and he still couldn't win. Like, that's an embarrassment. Like, he didn't even have to deal with rowdy, crowds, Milwaukee has a big home court advantage. He didn't have to deal with that, and he still couldn't win. Like, LeBron is in a no-win situation. It's messed up, man. And people are already trying to lay that narrative out there and get it started. And it's just, it's a, it's garbage. That's not how things work. It, it can't be both sides forget about uh, LeBron. It, no, it's not happening. You, you can't do that. It's just not fair. That's not right. Everybody has to deal with this. LeBron, Kawhi. What about the load management Clippers? What's going to happen in the bubble? Are they going to do back-to-backs? Do we know that? 
I I don't think we know that yet. Um, Because you you gotta wonder. I mean, they're condensing the playoffs. Usually, it goes what April fifteenth to June, so April to May, two two months. Okay, if they're starting in August, you're looking at ending at the end of September. No, and and the layoff will be almost as long as a normal NBA off season, right? Oh, and 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 that's you know there are some teams that are kind of ticked. Wait a sec, we're not going to get any games for three months. Then they're going to have the off season, and if the season doesn't start till December, you're looking at us having nine months of inactivity. If you're a t- young team trying to build cohesion and, you know, get something started for the future, like, good luck with nine months off. NBA is just in a weird place. I, I NFL obviously has to happen. I still haven't heard much talk about the crowds, which I guess isn't the worst thing in the world because there's other stuff going on. Uh, no need to force that. College but, but for- you know... I know I don't know if this will factor in, but I wonder how much the protests, if that will impact the fan stadium, because a lot of people are watching this, going, "Well, they're all fine, apparently." Well, you can for go now. out. And, <laughs> well, now. we don't. I'm just saying, like they don't seem concerned about COVID, right? Um, I don't know. Is there some sort of a waiver situation? I think a lot of NFL fans, at least, would would be willing to to sign waivers to go to games. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yeah, you know, the NBA situation's fascinating. Like I said earlier in the show, I, I got invited to play pickup basketball. My wife's saying it's a no-fly zone. I may cancel. Um, but again, the NBA has access to the best doctors and scientists around. They're going to be doing tests in the bubble. Day of the game. After They're going to be tested around the clock. So you're going to know who has it or who doesn't. You can't, you're not going to be doing that for pickup basketball. I've just got to take a chance. I mean, how, how desperate am I? I'm, I really want to play. But I also don't want to get it, go out and get injured. Um, and now you're saying an interesting point, Gavin, that if the protesters don't come out of this getting COVID, despite all the people not wearing masks, why can't fans do it? Now, I do want to say, and I brought this up and I saw Dan Wolken wrote it for USA Today. Um, Obesity is a major issue when it comes to COVID. You are much more susceptible if you are grossly obese or even overweight. And a lot of people in the South, and you can go look at obesity rates in Mississippi and Alabama, they're high. Those people go to football games where there's cheering and the, the droplets are flying. If people aren't wearing masks, you're going to run the risk of getting it. I'm sure you saw the news yesterday. Remember, was it last weekend from Memorial Day that the Ozarks, Gavin, you oh, said yeah. you're watching Ozarks. As I'm watching it, yeah. So the Ozarks had like a crazy party. There's a pool party. Nobody wearing masks. Everybody drinking all day, draining their immune system. And it turns out a guy tested positive for COVID, what, five days later? He went to four or five bars at the Ozarks. Do you know how many people probably got it? And, you know, I. I... All I know is a lot of people are not sticking to what they've preached. Because I. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of the reason that I think they were so stringent upon 
cl- closing things down and not opening too quickly. Because once you open it, people are going to be like, oh, it's cool. It's fine. Let's go. Now, I, I will say on Monday, we went to the beach uh, for Memorial Day, and there were like seven other families kind of with us a little bit. And the dad's all social distance. Two of the guys wore masks. And we're sitting there talking. It was a little awkward, but I, I, it didn't feel like, again, you're down by the water. The wind is blowing. You're not like directly to a foot in front of somebody talking in the spit in their face. Like I've lived in Southern California my entire life. The only time when I'm at the beach and there's someone within six feet, because again, on a beach, you, there's so much land there. Yeah. You're not usually, the only time is during the U.S. Open of surfing in Huntington Beach, mm. where it is packed because of a giant surfing competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the outlier. Most of the time, there is no one outside of who you're with within six feet of you on the towels. I thought the social distancing was fine on the beach. It, it, nobody... My only problem with it was the mat. You're supposed to wear a mask and you can't sunbathe. Like you, you're not supposed to be on the beach. Well, <laughs> that's what you Garcetti can, had you said. You can bring a towel. Now uh, okay, we did see good. people in our town, somebody opened an umbrella and they came right over and were like, yeah, you can't do that. No. I don't understand that, but whatever. Um, but if you go down a couple Towns down in Redondo, they let there were umbrellas all over the beach when we went for the bike ride. So some places are enforcing it, others are yeah, not. it's very you know. And now stores are open. Um, we've gotten a little more takeout for sure lately. Uh, well, I saw I'm, that Newsom has said he has given the okay for restaurants and barbershops and certain businesses to reopen at a certain capacity. Um, so whatever that means, how's I've, this one? Yeah. If you go out to get a haircut, will you wear a mask? I I think I would because yeah. out of respect for the barber, yeah. um, and it wouldn't. It's not obstructing where I'm getting my haircut. So yeah, yeah I think no definitely no problem. And, and I think the barber should wear a mask as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, right up next to you. Now I don't want to alarm anybody, but for the first time, wife goes to the grocery store Thursday. For the first time, they put a limit on how much meat you can get. We have not encountered that once. And my wife's like, what, what is this about? And they're like, well, a lot of people at the meat facilities have contracted COVID. So their production has slowed down. As a result, we're getting less meat. And I was like, what? There's an argument for hunting. <laughs> the tr- true story. Honestly. Um, but that's also an argument for, huh, if this continues to get worse and a second wave comes... You better have a lot of meat because you're going to go out and you might not get as much as you need. We got a family of four and you're limited to five bags. Well, you know, you get a steak, you know, and that fills up like a bag. So two steaks in a bag, you you can't get that much. Um, and again, I, I'm not saying there's going to be a run on meat, but let's just say we are a little ticked off we don't have a garage <laughs> freezer right now to load up on steaks uh i i need I, we're having steak once or twice a week chicken we're eating healthy trying to get that protein um got to get the protein deer deer uh you know venison great uh, yeah, source I've of protein yeah i've seen rogan does does a lot yeah no he you know by the way we need to talk about the rogan deal yeah the rogan deal and by the way when he is having his guests he is testing them before every single time and they're sitting closer than 6 feet away from him so Oh, so he's got the rapid test? Yeah, he what, whatever. He, I don't know exactly what it is, huh. but he is testing everyone that comes in. As long as you're negative, 
you can sit down in the studio and it's, it's did like he normal. say if he's had a positive no no he had one producer um have a false negative um and so that was a thing but Wait, a uh, false positive or false, uh, false positive okay. i guess yeah yeah it must have been false positive okay. yeah huh um, but yeah, yeah I, uh, for the most part they're fine Interesting. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that Rogan deal when we come back. But also, this uh, Zion. D- does the NBA playoffs need Zion Williamson? Um, I think there's no question they need Zion. <laughs> I mean, there's no debate about this. Do whatever you can to get Zion in the playoffs. I'm sorry, nobody cares about the Orlando Magic. I'm sorry. I mean, the Raptors are the third seed. I don't want to anger the Raptors fan base again. Who you want to see more, Pascal Siakam or Zion Williamson? Come on, this is a no-brainer. We'll do that next year on Fox Sports Radio. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. I'm living my best life. By the way, I did um, listen to Kevin Hart on Rogan. Excellent. Excellent, and he had a great segment on cancel culture and what Dave Chappelle did and how he was the only stand-up comedian to say, hey, you can't cancel me. I'm going to say what I want. Yeah. Very, very rare nowadays for someone to do that. Indeed. Kevin Hart's good, man. I like that guy. Big fan. 
Get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Um, up next, Hartman and Catino uh, Mobley. Who's been yeah, Hartman and, Hartman uh, and Coutinho. Coutinho. Yeah. Coutinho Mobley's a good guy. Great I told the Stephen Jackson story earlier. Coutinho Mobley, very chill. Uh, good stories as well. Good lefty basketball player. I wonder, maybe I'll ask him about playing pickup basketball, the risk level. He's still in incredible shape. And yeah, he is. I mean, in the last season of the Big Three, he was pretty much the best player out there. Yeah. So. Um, have I forgot to ask Sam or Gavin? Have either of you, even Isaac, have either of you been part of a protest on any level? No, we were talking about this briefly in here. Um, I have not. No. No, I haven't. Ironically, even Isaac was a phrase used by my wife when I was courting her. Uh, and? Is this thing on? <laughs> and have you been part of a protest? No, I have not. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> interesting crowd here. You know, Hartman's up next. I wonder if Hartman's ever been part of a protest. I'm going to go with no. Um, anyways, yeah, I have not either. I don't, this stuff is depressing. There's nothing basically. wrong with protesting. There, yeah. there, there's nothing. It is as American as baseball, um, but but don't you know? Don't tear violence down the and hate. College football Hall of Fame. It is you know? counterintuitive. Uh, don't throw don't throw cinder blocks through the glass windows of the College Football Hall of Fame. Ugh. They're gonna piss some people off. By the way, did you see? I guess guys are throwing fireworks at police in Atlanta. Do you see that stuff? Those videos. It's I haven't. Like, I mean, but, uh, you know, I saw a woman hit a cop. Twice in the face, and then the uh, 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 an African American cop hit her. When you combine <laughs> COVID, what is this? Yeah, with all this stuff happening, protests, riots, um, unemployment. I, 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 I'm firmly believe in the next three years, real estate prices in cities will go down as people increasingly flee cities. And I know "flee" is a strong word, but we're the COVID factor really flipped things. If you can indeed work from anywhere, why would you live in a city? I just don't, I just don't get it. I mean, I love cities, but this virus really opened my mind to, yeah, I don't need to be near a city. I'll go to the burbs. And I again, agree. I, you I talk agree. to, if you guys have any friends in New York, talk to them, how unhappy they were cooped up in their little apartment in, in New York city. And the reason you're in New York City is not for your apartment. It's because the city offers everything right around you. Everything. Three-block radius, you've got everything. And because of COVID, you can't leave your apartment. I mean, it's a nightmare. If this comes back in the fall, it's going to be way, 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 way worse. And and I know some friends who are already looking to exit New York City. My buddy who I played tennis with yesterday was like, "Let's." he had bought a house out here in uh, Palos Verdes, and he said, there are going to be really good options uh, for buying houses in the next couple of years. I, I I don't know about that though in the burbs. I I just I think prices could actually go up as people look to get out. Or does everybody move to renting? Because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where you're going to stay, and rental prices change. But uh, again, we should probably stick to sports here. Um, as much as I know, you guys want a real estate outlook. 
Uh, so, yeah, Zion playoffs. We'll talk about that next with our guest. But first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron with the latest. Jason, a setback today in the world's gradual return to live sports. The Ukrainian Premier Soccer League resumed its season today for the first time since March 15th only to have one of this weekend's matches called off when multiple players and staff from one of the teams tested positive for the coronavirus. The individuals from Karpati Lviv were asymptomatic and are presently in self-isolation. Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne report that in a vote planned for Thursday, NBA owners are expected to approve Commissioner Adam Silver's plan to restart the season in July in Orlando and that there's growing support for a format with 22 teams to be involved, comprising those within six games of the final playoff spots in each conference and for there to be both regular season and play-in games. And finally, Jason, also going on right now, an event called the Peloton All-Star Ride involving star athletes, 16 of them from across the sports world. The event being held because... This is a new world now. We have to feel airtime. The eight-participant women's all-star race just concluded and was won decisively by American Olympic middle-distance runner, Colleen Quigley, and here's what Quigley had to say moments ago from the winner's circle. A year ago, I didn't realize how much this would change me. Thank you. Oops, <laughs> sorry, I hit the wrong button there. That was actually from the infamous Peloton Christmas commercial. Anyway, the uh, men's event about to get underway among the eight athlete field, Kyle Rudolph of the Minnesota Vikings. Gordon Hayward of the Boston Celtics and pro golfer Rory McIlroy. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. I just went and followed the winner on Instagram, Colleen Quigley. Yeah, Colleen Quigley. She dominated everybody else. Indeed. She did. She's pretty dominant on uh, Instagram as well. All right, back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Our next guest, E, is a top NBA writer for basketball talk on NBC Sports. Kurt Hyland joins the show. Kurt, good morning. How are you? Heeland. good. How's it going? Sorry, Kurt. Butchered your last name. Kurt Heeland covers the NBA. Kurt, I'm going to throw you a, a easy one here to start. So of the four uh, options that the NBA is really considering, it seems like we can throw out the 30-teamer, right? That 30 teams in a yeah. bubble seems like a long shot. Which one do you prefer at this stage? Personally, I'm I'm kind of partial to just going with 16 teams, keeping it kind of clean and simple, having those teams maybe play some games amongst each other before you start the regular season so guys can get their legs under mm-hmm. each other but or, or legs under them. But I, I'm – I'm not necessarily into the, the oh, play-in tournament and bring in more teams. That said, you know what's going to happen. It's by far the leader right now, like I'm hearing, is, is the, it's the 22-team, maybe 20, but they might they could tweak it a little bit. Probably the 22-team system where they're bringing in some extra teams, playing a bunch of couple weeks of regular season games, then having a play-in tournament in mm. the playoffs. Yeah, and bringing in those extra teams, that is clearly a focus to try to get Zion Williamson in the mix who is a yeah. massive TV draw, very magnetic. Now, it's interesting. You want to go with the 1-16. to 16. I kind of agree. Just keep it simple. But let me ask you this. These games to let the players get their legs under them, 
can that impact the seeding? And how yes. do you determine those games? Do you just pick up where the season left off? Do you skip to the final four games? I, there's so many options. And we got to remember, we're never going to be able to please everybody, Kurt. No. Yeah, first off, yeah, you, you nailed it. And that's not, I don't think this is just an Adam Silver thing. I think if you're talking to Manford with baseball or Gary Bettman or the guys trying to, you know, everybody trying to put together college football in the fall, like you're just choosing among the best of the bad options at this point. There's no, there's no good option ahead of you. So um, what, I was, what I've heard is, though, that, yes, these are going to be real. It's going to be rescheduled because there's, you know, you can't just pick up the season because you're missing, you know, eight to ten teams, you know, depending on how many you bring in. Um, they're going to put together – I mean, they can put together whatever schedule they want. There's no travel restrictions. Yeah. There's no arena problems. But they're going to get those 11 teams to play each other as, as an end of the regular season. Let's say it's eight games. Those games count in seedings, and those games count in standings, which is kind of interesting only in that, like – Orlando, if you're bringing in Orlando and Washington in the East, there's already like I think it's a five and a half game gap there. Yep. If what if it stretches out to like seven or eight? Are you legitimately going to give Washington or someone a shot to knock Orlando yeah. out of it? Like I'm not I'm not sure what they're going to make this look like. I'm not also not sure. I think they want to. There's a lot of teams that still want to keep it East West, but they might end up going one through sixteen with this because I don't quite know how else you make the play in tournament work. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because there isn't a lot of uh, you know major upheaval that could happen in the East if you play a few games. But in the West, there's yep. something of a logjam, right? I mean, you know, Dallas is only one and a half games back of Houston, and there is Houston's tied with OKC, the Utah Jazz who lost Bogdanovich. Like there are some situations yep. that could change things. I don't know about radically, but dramatically in the West if you play five or six games. You're gonna get, you're gonna shake up those standings somewhat, and you know, and it's possible. By the way, it's like what I, I'm not sure what does Memphis. I mean, the reason Memphis was in trouble really at the end of this was that they had a brutal end of the regular season schedule, and New Orleans and and to a slightly lesser degree, but still, uh, Portland had really soft ones, yeah. and so you're like, oh, they could totally catch them. Well, now everybody's got. I mean. You've just taken the eight worst teams in the league this season and discarded them. <laughs> There's no simple schedule left, right? Yeah. Like, you, I mean, you could toughen it up and say, "All right, well, Memphis now has to play the Lakers and the Bucks, and you know who are you like rattle off the teams at the top." But is that? I don't know if that's really fair. I don't know how you make that work. We're, we're talking with Kurt Heelan, NBA writer for NBC Sports at Basketball Talk on Twitter. All right, so Kurt, this is where it gets interesting. You mentioned the uh, one to sixteen seating. Now, that makes sense, right? The NBA right. could easily do that. However, you are really hurting teams like the Milwaukee Bucks uh, yep. and, to an extent, oh, yeah. the Clippers. And you are dramatically, just because of the way things shook out, helping LeBron and the Lakers. Do you see that as being a divisive point among fans or media pundits who then say, well, the league's trying to help LeBron get another title? Well, the anti-LeBron crowd, or, or the people who desperately need to defend Jordan's legacy, to, yes, you know, like he needs help. Um, there are certain look. People are going to complain about this regardless because it's it's just not going to be great for everyone. But um, and and that's one of those things, by the way, that that's just playing eight regular season games could shake that up. But yeah, yeah right now as it stands, I mean, the Bucks were one of the teams that really doesn't like this idea because they're like. 
oh, good, our path to the championship now goes through the Lakers and the Clippers. Plus, you know, it, like, it, it just got so much tougher for them, and the Clippers, I guess, could see it the same way, although they would have had to go through both anyway. So uh, it's um, – I, I don't know if they're going to stick with that. I do know that there's been pushback from the teams that don't like it in general because they're afraid if, you know, basically this is the – you let the you know, you let the horse out of the barn, you know, you got to – you might not be able to get it back in. Yeah, no, that's very fair. Uh, all right, Kurt, let me ask you this. do you, How badly do you want to see Zion in the playoffs? I mean, I know you said you're into the 1-16, to 16, but, you know, Zion is probably, uh, for me, one of the top five draws in the NBA right now. Oh, yeah. We've only seen a handful of his games. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm more into Zion than basically every team in the East, you know, with, with exactly. maybe the exception of the Sixers who could implode. Um, but I, I, I want to see Zion out there. Look, you're not alone, which is why he's going to be there. Um, I, look, I love watching them. That was a really fun team once they finally got healthy, those last 19 games. Zion really opened up stuff. And look, they've got they become a really dangerous team around them. Even if they keep this format in the West, like, the Lakers just got to be looking at this going, oh, so we had <laughs> – we were going to get Memphis. And look, John Morant's good. Like, John Morant's going to be really good, but he's a rookie leading a young team. Yeah. Oh, now we're going to get either Zion and, um, <laughs> and those Pelicans who are so athletic. And, but, but look, Brandon Ingram took – by the way, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball would come into that series with fire. Yes. That'd be a team coming in. That'd be a great matchup. Or if that doesn't quite work out, oh, we get Damian Lillard. Great. That'll be mm. fun. Like, yeah. like, you just made the first round so much tougher for them. Yeah. All right, Kurt, let me get you out of here with this. Uh, last Dance, obviously very impactful, uh, especially for the Michael Jordan crowd. I'm curious, A, you know, did you grow up a Jordan fan? And B, where are you in the Jordan, LeBron, Jabbar, whoever else debate? Um, I Look, I don't think you couldn't be a fan of his game um, in the night. Like, I don't know that I was as enamored as some maybe, but I <laughs> look, I was, I wasn't working in the industry that I was just a fan, mm-hmm. but I was still like Jordan was the best player and he was iconic. And you, you tuned in to watch bulls games because it, it was just such a spectacle. It was, they were so good and it, he was so good and it was so intense whenever they played. Um, so yeah, no, look, I was a, definitely a Jordan fan and it, I enjoyed the documentary. I thought it was a fun trip down memory lane. As for the, I could really be boring and tell you the truth, which is like, I'm kind of a fan of tiers, and I think that top tier has, for me, like Jordan, but it also could have LeBron at the end. It's got Kareem, who I think gets overlooked sometimes uh-huh. in this stuff. And and personally, the guy who made me fall in love with the game is Magic. So I mm. still like I still have Magic on that list. Very similar. Uh, oh, actually, I just thought of another question based on your answer. You know, uh, the the I think it was Mike Wilbon who started the nonsense with the current athletes today. The, the best players would struggle or could not dominate yeah. the league in the 80s and 90s. And, I, you know, it, it just angered me. I think I spent basically two hours just railing against those idiotic comments. I, I'm just curious as to where you are. Um, you, you grew up liking Magic. I'm a huge Magic guy. He's my favorite player. But this idea that, like, Curry and Kawhi and Durant could not dominate in the 80s and 90s, to me, is just lunacy. Yeah, no. First off, players adapt to the, the, the. It was was it allowed to be more physical? Yes. It was also allowed. You weren't allowed to zone defense. So it's like that's one of the reasons big men were so much more thriving. You couldn't yeah. you couldn't zone off of them. It was different. Like you couldn't zone off them. I couldn't front and back them and make. In it was tougher to 
to stop passes in the post. So it was just a different game. And I don't know, like the idea Curry, like you want to be physical with Curry and they could have been more physical. Yeah, he would have adapted. And by the way, the 30-foot shot still counts as Curry. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I completely think the great players would have adapted anyway. Kawhi Leonard would have been Kawhi Leonard. He would have been phenomenal on both ends. And same with LeBron. I mean, Le- like LeBron couldn't handle the physicality. If LeBron grew up playing through the physicality, he would have been fine. And he still, by the way, teams hack him. He's He gets the shaft treatment. He does not get nearly as many calls as he probably should because he's just so strong he powers through stuff. All right, Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer for NBC Sports. You can follow him on Twitter, at Basketball Talk. Kurt, thanks a lot for taking the time. Stay safe out there, man. You too, man. Take care. All right, good stuff from Kurt. And we agree on a lot. I like – hey, good – Good to talk to an NBA guy who I agree with. Um, But it's also fun to talk to guys I don't agree with, like B.J. Armstrong. Coming up, we will wrap up the show after this. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Bit of a different show, different feel today to the show. I, I started off a little angrier than normal. Iowa Sam, you probably missed the first hour. You you hadn't got gotten in yet. I did not hear it, but I heard it is quite powerful. Really? Oh, that's well, good. Well, when hear. Jason texted me last night and said, Hey, can I say pissed off on the air? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that today would be an interesting show. 
I mean, listen, how could it not be, given when it went down last night? I hope this stuff doesn't keep going, guys. I think we all hope that. I mean, obviously, nobody wants it to continue. But, but uh, it's just disappointing. Although we're apart these days, we're sharing more. And Geico's sharing more, too, with the Geico Give Back. A 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. Um, Gavin, I know the masses are eager to hear how it went with your dog and doggy training, doggy school. Ah, yes. Or what's it called? The dog whisper? Yeah. <laughs> it's called the good dog uh, training. Uh, the instructor, Sean, is out here in L.A. They have a team. They're specifically Chatsworth um, out here in the Valley. Um, and basically, we left the dog with... Uh, them for three weeks and every single day they're working on her um uh you know on different commands and and you know for her she's a five-month-old german shepherd so she was having a lot of uh minor aggression a lot of you know teething biting the hands kind of thing Mm. not not that she was trying to be vicious but she thinks her hands are toys kind of thing um we were running through the the you know the potty training was very difficult um she was doing the potty pads in in the house which is not fun to have your dog going in the house. So now we got her back. We continue the training. We continue what they have taught us now. Um, but she is potty trained outside. She is, uh, you know, doing all the commands. She is extremely tame. We haven't heard her bark yet once. And every day when she goes on a walk, nearly every single time there is someone that comments on how well trained she is. That's a win. It's amazing. And and she already met a toddler. We We were completely comfortable allowing her to be around the toddler and she did great. That's awesome, man. So uh, any listeners out there who uh, are struggling to train your dog, there you go. Follow that lead or hit up Gavin on Twitter and he'll give you advice on uh, who to talk to. A couple quick house cleaning things. So if you guys remember early in the quarantine, I said a book back in the day got me through a tough period a down period on how I would get out of my debt uh, as I was trying to be a playboy in New York City and running up credit card debt, and I had to get my act together. And I read this book called The Millionaire Next Door. And then I had said at the time, hey, anybody who hits me up, I'll send it to you. Turns out way, way, way more people asked than I was ready for. So I had to go on uh, and find the publisher, and I brokered a deal. So they sent me the books. Bottom line, I got a bunch of books. And I went to the post office this week and mailed them. I know it's like five weeks later, but almost all the books went out to the people who asked. And uh, you guys should get them this week. I I look forward to hearing your thoughts on the book. Um, Second piece of house cleaning. Um, So the only good nugget I heard this week about sports involves my Jets. I don't, I'm not breaking news here, um, but the Jamal Adams situation is getting untenable already. And I'm told, and again, is it early? These things are fluid. Dallas is not the team to watch. Apparently, the Baltimore Ravens are enamored with Jamal Adams. I don't know if this is out there. I haven't Googled it. I just, you know, talked to some people during the week, and the GM of the Jets, Joe Douglas, was a scout in Baltimore for like 14 years. Um, 
So he is friendly with the front office there. Obviously, the Ravens have a quarterback on their rookie deal, Lamar Jackson. Um, so they've got a window here to spend and make something happen. I don't know if Jamal Adams will end up in Baltimore, but the team I hear to watch is the Ravens. Now, would the Jets want to trade him in the conference? Eh, I don't know. Seems a little risky. Um, and as I go through the rest of my notes, that's pretty much it. What's up? I just want to update the Peloton race, the televised sporting event. Is it over? Uh, no, it's uh, only a couple minutes left. In the, in the first place is Matt Grievers, an Olympic swimmer. Oh, I see. It's Second is Gordon Hayward, showing that he has re- you know returned from his injury. Third, a major upset. Would have loved to pick him to finish top three. Booger McFarland. You thought he would? Oh my gosh, no way. Yeah, there's no way I would I would think he would finish top three. He's a big boy, right? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean Kyle Rudolph way down there to you know in near the bottom uh justin thomas not having Holy a great cow, showing look at that trainer go my god oh yeah that is alex uh one of the most popular nice. trainers on peloton wow i, I, don't, I don't care i've never heard of it. i don't care <laughs> uh, i've never heard of the guy who's winning he uh he i think guy. patrick mahomes is it, that's his favorite trainer is alex yeah oh really? mahomes yeah does. mahomes is a big peloton guy he was not in this, but Matt Grievers out of uh, Tucson, Arizona. Fun stuff. He's an Olympic um, swimmer. So what do we got here? We're going into June in a couple days. I have a big anniversary tomorrow. Ten years ago, tomorrow, I sold the website. The New York Times wrote about it. Ten years. I'll probably post something on Instagram, nerdy about it, but um, it's been a wild ride. Ten years ago, sold the site. Five years ago was just hanging out in Pennsylvania. Now, Los Angeles. Uh, life is funny. It, it never goes the direction you expect it to go. Great show today. The podcast will be up. Thank you, Sam, Gavin, Isaac, Chris. I'm out! Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. 
brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 